Let's do it live. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Happy Monday, Andy. Hopefully the uh, envelopes were all fat for you this Monday. Everybody dropping off winning tickets after just a just a smasher of a finale at the French Open. Um, what? Uh, how was your weekend? Good. I thought it was good. Yeah, I didn't have any Garrick Higo to win, but that was, I mean, it was fun. <laughs> apparently, and it's, apparently it's been like three years since somebody came back from down six strokes in the final round to win. So I didn't think he was going to do it. That was cool. No, it was, well, it was more of a melt from somebody else. But no, that was fun. Um, I mentioned this this morning on Brown Bag. I'd forgotten that the NBA chat had quickly talked me into the Nuggets under yesterday. Oh. So speaking of like looking at an oh. account and being like, what's that? <laughs> like, and he's like, all right, you know, uh, or graded wagers looking like, oh shit, under 230 and a half. And then you have an LOL and you realize like one team didn't even hit 100. Yes. So, yeah. Very yeah, well. easy bet there. Hopefully the Sixers get it done tonight. I have some Sixers futures. We have the over. We need pace to pick up. So maybe Sixers by two in overtime. I don't care how the spread turns out, honestly. Let's just hope. Uh, let's just hope it gets there. Otherwise, yeah, French Open was great. Golf was great. I didn't watch as much Euros as I'd hoped to because I had. Yeah, kind of uh, the same. I had boys weekend. Like the wife and daughter went out of town mm. to go get their hair did and see the in-laws and we just me and my son went to the pool cruise for chicks played uh played uh some golf we didn't even play golf we just went to the i'm like do you want to just go to the driving range and hit buckets mm-hmm. because no one mm-hmm. will be there yes mm-hmm. that's that's yes, the best of kind course. of golf like oh did of i have course. a bad shot oh i guess i'll just grab another ball uh, maybe, yeah we can redo did you see how good that one was i couldn't even see it i'm sure it went 300 yards they're very sure they're flight limited too <laughs> because like otherwise like either that or that flag really wasn't 250 because i feel like i can crush it a little harder than that even got in some iron work although i will say just like every single man who's ever grabbed a driving range spot my six-year-old just wants to hit the driver like yeah, buddy you gotta grab the nine and you gotta grab the nine and take uh take a few swings there too otherwise yeah I didn't. I like I said uh, this morning too. I'm like I think I might watch more Euros during the week at work on like a side monitor while I'm doing stuff than I did during the weekend. So yeah, you do right. need a lot of balls to play. Like I do. I do <laughs> go through a lot of balls. I try to play at courses that don't have a lot of places you can lose a ball. Because water, <laughs> water, a lot of trees. Yeah, I'm not. I'm my buddy. My buddy. My I used to golf with when I was younger, Dan. Used to say it after like after like sixty seconds, he'd be like, "Well, I wasn't married to that ball." <laughs> he just didn't want to, get to, and then he'd just roll one out into the fairway and be like, "All right, let's just keep it rolling." You don't want to be the slow player. No, you don't want to be the slow player. Um, <coughs> excuse me, that's funny though. Uh, well, yeah, good good job by you. Um, making the most of your boys' weekend. The uh, any major takeaways of the French Open? We saw a women's uh, field that was absolutely 
like decimated by injury and who's everyone everyone whose name you would know on the women's tour was out of form except Iga Sviantek and she managed to get popped in the quarterfinals to Maria Sakkari which was a shocker I did the math and it was a one in 56 million implied probability that those were going to be your final four women which is a big number <laughs> that is number. kind of insane um and ultimately uh double sensation Barbara Krichikova uh, comes away with the singles title and the doubles title after playing a lot of tennis. Well, she went. Did, she won the previous week. She, she actually, I was going to say she hasn't lost a single or doubles match in Long quite time. a while. She won. Yeah, she won the. Uh, I don't. Was it Strasbourg? I believe. Yeah, the the Strasbourg tournament because Noops had had her there. I think we had some yeah. we had some outright on that. And, well, I remember he was talking her up. Yeah. I was he, like, okay, well I've, and, I've and, never heard of her before that tournament. I, and if I didn't hear Noobs talking about her, I would not have known her name. There um, was some, there was some weirdness too. And just the, as far as how that, like, I've talked to a couple of people about this brat who we had on the show the other, you know, the other week too. He said mm -hmm. that too. There's like, there has been some women that have just come out of like, not come out of nowhere, but like their form has come out of nowhere. And there's some, and some of the top players, like, again, like Alex is betting against, um, uh, who's uh, our favorite cute Spanish girl, Muguruza? Muguruza. Like, yeah. There's some there's some big names that are out of form, and there are some lower names that are actually playing you know playing pretty well. And Patrick here, yeah, why not? Why didn't we throw Higo in that parlay of the quarterfinals there? <laughs> the good one. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. One uh, one dollar pays uh, nine hundred million probably, right? Nine hundred like million that. to one. Yeah, good luck <laughs> getting Bovada to, to pay that one out. So or maybe nine billion to one. What was Higo? Higo was like a hundred. No, one. he was like sixty. It was such 60? a shitty. Okay, so yeah, that, that would have been. That would have been. Yeah, that would have been. Yeah, that would have been a big number in the billions. <laughs> yeah. Multiply that by fifty-six million yeah, by ten sixty-one. You're probably going to lose that account. You're probably going to lose that account. Hopefully, you, you didn't bet that with a local. Hopefully, you yeah, got your some local sort of, is yeah, yeah, he's ducking town. He's just stopped <laughs> answering your texts for sure. But Could yeah, but been, you, you you would you would get a tweet. We both wanted to share yeah, that. We both tried to click on that one. Um, yeah, no, so yeah, would, golf. Golf. Obviously, <laughs> it was fun watching Higo come back. Uh, yeah, it was a shitty tournament, though. I mean, it was a one-off. <laughs> They're not going to have it again. A lot better this week. Like, we'll, as long we'll as we're talking golf, what 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 do you US expect Open. this week? I really uh, have you done your homework yet? Are you got you prepped for your show tomorrow? A little bit. It's like it. It's a turn. It's a course stop. Like they play this course uh, every okay. year, but they play. You play the north and south courses mm -hmm. on on. Uh, I believe it's Thursday and Friday. You 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 get one round well, on each yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. And then the weekend is the same course. South, now, right? yeah. so this is yeah. This the entire tournament is going to be played on one course because it's a major and they're fucking around doing silly stuff like that. So a little bit of research. It's long. There's not a lot of water. The rough is pretty nasty. I think you can get inaccurate and not worry too much about it, as long as you don't end up in the really really deep stuff. And also, if you, I mean, you you just need some club head speed. You need some muscles. You can hit out of rough. People are people aren't. Uh, you know, this isn't Sam Sneed. Like these guys are in the weight room. Like they're yeah. they have strict workout regimens and stuff. Like they can they can whack it out of this tall stuff. So, Kellen brings up a key them. question. Yeah, was John Rahm in quarantine just doing freaking curls? for 10 days with nothing else to do no ability to practice this game otherwise just getting ripped for this tournament and i guess 10 to 1 is an awful short price for an outright but uh rom rom the rom the guy 
he he looked really good. I'm a little worried about this whole like, are they still testing him? What's going on with all that? I'm sure he's fine. He had no symptoms. I probably will stay away from him at that short price. I'm gonna have him in a shitload of DFS though. I mean, okay. he's he's gonna be he's gonna be sprinkled in through there. So, a lot of people betting Phil. Yeah, that seems good. like a bad idea. Yeah, especially Dan, Dan if, makes a good joke. If you have not been vaccinated, do not get Rom exposure this weekend. But yeah, yeah, stay away from yeah. stay away from him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I don't know what to make of this. I'm I'm pretty. I've only dipped my toes in this afternoon. I spent a lot of time on NFL stuff, but I get deeper into tomorrow. It's it's a very very good field. It's very exciting to have, especially after like last week. When you see Bo Van Pelt near yeah. the top of the field, and, you know, Bo, <laughs> he's had some injury. I feel like I shouldn't make fun of him. He fought through okay. some injuries. Yeah. BVP. And BVP. But again, when you see him at the top, it's like, oh, man, this is a oh, bad boy. field. This is a bad oh. field. Oh. So very excited for that. Yeah, I'll get into that more this week on Brown Bag. And obviously tomorrow I'll have a bunch of bets on. Do you think it's a do you think it's a it's a it's a chalky winner? And or I guess if I gave you a 50-50 proposition, first time uh major winner yes no 50 50. so your yeses are the roms the shoffleys the finos of the world don't say female <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you know on the other side you're getting Hobbling. dj brooks you're Zalatoris. getting dj brooks um dechambeau yeah yeah you're getting rory morikawa jordy you're getting morikawa probably give me the give me the repeater you're probably, on repeater for 50 50 50 huh? 50 50 yeah okay. okay i mean it's probably that's a bad bet like you you should okay. take just because there's you're essentially getting like 90 percent of the field if you take the no or the <laughs> the new new winner the but, yeah man yeah I, honestly if you, the math probably works out that you should not do what i just did and take the new winner because there are so many good players and honestly, you you know, like you said, Hovland, Markawa, some of these young guys too. You went, yeah. I'm g- glad to have Ryan back in the. Uh, you can do the repeater. What's the repeater? It's from. Uh, I know from Super Troopers, from Super obviously, Troopers. obviously. Um, okay, uh, back. License we didn't really and registration close. chicken fucker. <laughs> <laughs> we had like six DVDs my freshman year of college. That was the one that was like in the player. We'll have to explain to some of these younger people what DVDs are. <laughs> you bet him who could say meow the most <laughs> i'll call the guy a chicken fucker um okay we f- put a bow on the re- french open yeah and uh really good performance by mr novak Djokovic, world number one yeah world number calendar one. slam calendar that slam was... now firmly in sights calendar yeah. slam in an olympic year he could potentially do he something do pretty historic he could do the five for five here what is your what was your general what was your general takeaway of the semifinal? Did you watch much of it? Joker versus Nadal? Couldn't okay. I couldn't watch it. I was in the garden. <clears throat> okay. I was working on the garden. Strawberries. It was long. Good. You had to commit some serious time to yeah. it because those points and were those rallies were lengthy. Those I was I was watching a little bit on my phone. Yeah. So I watched some. I just I was gonna listen. My... You know what you gotta do? Tune into Roll Radio Rolling Garros. They are so funny and so like sharp, and you can do other stuff while you're keeping very close track on what's happening. Radio yeah. Rolling Garros did a great job covering the tournament, by the way. I, I feel like I got too stubborn up two sets. I was like, I should just live bet Joker now. Cause I had a you know, not a bunch, but I had a future on okay. on Sitsipas. And I, I said, man. And I looked at the number and I just like, well, that's not big enough. I mean, obviously it won, but that's, you know, that's hindsight at this point. 
It's like just wow, they're still giving him a lot of respect. I was expecting it to be bigger. Didn't bet it. We all saw that turns out amazing performance. Really good job. I mean, by both of us, it's a pass to make it that far as a young man just coming through who he had. His side was easier, but I mean, a big drawn out battle with Zverev. That was fun. A couple of decent matches leading up to that. Really pretty easy schedule. But Joker, the way he dispatched Nadal, even 2021 Nadal, that's still a feat. And the way he came back, yeah, amazing. Calendar slam, definitely within his grasp, especially what we saw from from Roger today. It's like, oh, man, Joker should be like even money on grass right now. Yeah, that's where I'm at. And then obviously the U.S. Open. I don't even know who the dumb. I don't even know who the second choice should be. On grass right now? Is this a pass again? Second choice? Uh, Who's the, who should be the runner? Who, like who is the like honestly? Who is the next highest rated grass player? In your by your numbers, Chilich. <laughs> like seriously, like the, it's it's a it's a rough go after Joker. Like this is maybe just bet Joker now. And how do you just, how do you? Yeah, I, it's it. not like I'm it's not like I'm excited to ever bet Zverev in best of five, much less no, best of five on grass. grass. Yeah. Um, his, yeah, his some serve of the top can guys are, him at times. So it's got to be Sissipas number two. His serve is still, you know, his service yeah, is fire. Sissipas number two, even on grass. Wow. Yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna pull up his numbers right now. I might just. That might. That might be a fire. Honestly, I might parlay it with U.S. Open. Why Although not? there's some people that can take. There's some people that can take one hard guards. We'll, get, we'll Rom, get to that later. Want to make Rom t- ten to one into a twenty to one? Parlay it with little Joker, even money to win Wimby. Um, we will, uh, and we'll get into it. We'll get into some of that. That's a good segue. We're going to do bonus. We we finally just said like, we we had a production meeting and we said the Olympics are right during our football previews when we're going to be sitting down and doing all the previews of all the teams. And I said, well, what the fuck are we going to do? Should we start it earlier? Should we do different timing? What are we going to do? Or should we just do extra episodes for the Olympics? So we said extra, we're going to stay in the same extra. same schedule. So twice a week. Two times a week, we'll do like, uh, let's, you know, we'll do like Cowboys Eagles on Monday, and then Wednesday will be football team Giants. And then at some po- a few times, I don't know how many times, we will be doing extra bonus Olympic streams because we love the Olympics. God, we love the Olympics, and we're excited to bet on it. And we missed it last year. I mean, I'm even, I didn't win a bet. I went 0-3 in the Euros today. Still had fun. I'm still enjoying international competition. And I, and you know what? I got a lot of it back at Copa America live betting. So. Oh. <laughs> well, what you lose in Europe, you make back in South America, baby. Yeah. So, yeah, extra bonus Olympic episodes. And definitely we'll get very deep into the the uh, tennis, the two, two yeah. tennis tournaments. Okay. Plus, I, I'm assuming they'll have doubles as well. Final thoughts on the men's French Open real quick. I got very lucky. Very, very, very lucky. Everything had to go right for a joker to get by Nadal. Nadal was a little out of form, but not to the degree I expected. And it had to be a night match. It had to be cooling off. He had to make that really drag that out. And he had to swing the momentum in that third set. He did everything. It it was like four to one was kind of a fair price. Like that's probably... Uh, you know, it, there was not a huge plus EV on that number. I think I just got lucky cashing that bet. Um, similarly, in the uh, in the final, he needed to get six set. You know, that six deuce game in the middle of the third uh, swung things hugely. Like if he doesn't win that game, uh, that probably goes to a tiebreak, and Sissipas could easily have won. You know, the third set tiebreak, and then it's three zero Sissipas first ever Slam champion. Um, that would have been cool too because we had some Sissipas features. But that's another story. Um, the Euro reactions real quick. 
so far. Italy, smash to win Group A. Belgium, oh, smash to win Group B. Those you can pretty much write in pen, right? I have a uh, – and again, um, I'm trying to think who it was uh, from – it was a Slovak today had two goals. Not terribly worried about that. I was worried about – There's your Group D runner-up. Yeah. Well, I'm just – so I made a I made a futures bet on France to win the title. Group D. And Luka, combined with Lukaku to be top scorer. So the the Belgium start was good. France, whatever. I mean, it's the Germany match is important, but it's not like getting to win. Patrick Schick, yes. Oh yeah. Check, not only Czech, that, Czech is your slam dunk for second in Group D. Uh, yeah. Slovakia now your slam dunk for second in Group E. Yeah, Maybe some interesting results. Group, like France's. It's funny. Like if you watch Spain's onslaught today, they didn't have they they didn't have much of a higher um, XG than like scotland yeah <laughs> like, you're right yeah it's, it's funny the xgs were very similar neither team scored thanks for nothing scotland that that is the <laughs> the worst part about betting soccer is like seeing the xg afterwards and realizing like oh my team should have scored a lot more my Which, uh, my general takeaway is the the round the the first games a lot of it teams are still figuring shit out like yeah and a ton let, of it. let's save a lot of it. Of, let's save a lot of this for wednesday yeah, because yeah, i think sure. we're gonna do yeah when wednesday afternoon we'll have seen every evening, team once yeah every yep, everybody will have played one game and we'll do a full reset we'll go we'll just go team by team fuck it there's not that you know and we'll skip over some that are boring but we'll say like here's where we were right here's where we we're wrong here's where our guest was right and wrong here's how we think it's gonna move but yeah like the switzerland i bet switzerland to not advance at a pretty fat price yeah, uh, I would have loved to see him lose. I would have loved to see the Netherlands draw. My God, when Ukraine oh. got back in that one, that was great. Mm. But yeah, we'll, we'll save this for Wednesday. Oh, we'll get, in, we'll get into on. NFL today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Let's talk a little NFL. Here we are, uh, two and a half months out, uh, about a month away from really digging in and putting together some priors for these teams, running some numbers, and really kind of establishing some serious positions one way or the other. Um, and we sit here and I've picked through some of the awards markets since the last time we've talked heavy duty NFL <laughs> handicapping content. Are <laughs> you laughing at Ryan's tweet? Hopefully not. That was yeah, also tech. choking on water. Yeah. I yeah, shouldn't okay. read the comments while I'm drinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, the It's been a while since we talked about uh, NFL. <laughs> you okay there? I'm not. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll give you our, we'll give you a quick beat. We have not talked about NFL awards in a while. I've made some bets since then. One that is probably my favorite look on the entire awards market card. Uh, not as slam dunky dunk as Chase Young, D Rookie of the Year last year, um, but it was uh, it was a very reasonable position that I've taken on this. I've bet it at a bunch of places, and I think it is maybe the only kind of player future getting super excited about and it was miles garrett defensive player of the year do you want me to make the case for this real quick or do you have some some uh are you you're over the 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 the, the oh, no, i'm here? fine i okay. just I seriously hit some water go down the wrong pipe so but no this was something when you brought it up i agreed we both bet it it's moved a little but i think a 550 is still very bettable Sure. Um, it was something, and if you listen to some previous episodes, we mentioned this with, uh, was it Awusu that ended up on the Browns? I'm trying to think of, there was a, uh, a 
a, a deal. Yeah, Notre Dame kid. There was a there was a couple of these where we said like, how is this guy going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year if he's not the best? You know, if he's not the best edge rusher, the not not the best pass rusher on his own team, like you know, like Chase Young was. He had Montez Sweat. That helps, but you know, being being the guy is almost almost kind of a need when you're going to play in someone else's shadow on a really good defense that hurts. I think with a with someone like uh, our guy Miles Garrett, though, it maybe helps to get a little more help to get the you know if if you yeah, less chance rookie, to be doubled. <clears throat> yeah, if this rookie can play well, it's going to help him by all means getting him some stats. Yeah. It sucks. It's not a full stats award, but like 15 sacks would sure help. That would be awful nice, you know. And not only that, if the media narrative—and I'm sure this is all stuff—fill in whatever I don't hit here, I guess that you had. But like the media narrative, it's already building. Like the Browns are a trendy team. Yeah, they have a good coach now. Mm-hmm. They have a good team. That the team's getting healthy. We're gonna have OBJ back. We're gonna have Miles Garrett back. We're gonna have bringing in some more people. This defense is probably going to be improved. So if it's like, this is a good team with a good defense, we're going to put them in the same kind of tier, the same stratosphere as the Bills. It's like, oh, shit, this is a really good team, but they also have a good offense. It's not just defense. I think we're going to start talking about, uh, you know, some of those star players for awards. Mm, Okay. And it certainly won't be the quarterback. No, no. Okay. So let's talk about all the reasons that Miles Garrett is mispriced, even still at 550. I would have played this down to about 400. I've got enough now, so I'm satisfied, but I would have played it down to about the number one reason Aaron Donald is in the field. No. No, 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 but not from, from us. Like galaxy. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There's fatigue on that. Oh, there's yeah. yeah. We're done. We're done. Stars and scrubs team. You double, triple team the guy. Yeah, for sure. We're we're done giving him the award, but he's still going to be priced where he's priced. And that's why, that's why I'm saying, I think he is driving some of this price. Aaron Donald's plus four fifty. He's taking up, you know, like what is that? 18% of the 18% of the market. Big chunk of the pie. Yeah, so that helps. I mean, that helps us at this point. Yeah, okay. So let's go through the various reasons. You hit a ton of them. The Browns are a team that passes to get the lead, and then they run. Okay? So they are they play from ahead a lot, and they are a legitimate good team. This might be the most talented roster top to bottom in the NFL besides the Bucks, I would say. Um, and I would put the, the defensive upgrades they made last year, I think we're all – Hugely important and positive. Uh, he's playing op- opposite Jadavian Clowney now. If Clowney can stay on the field, that is a guy that you have to respect from a you know pass blocking standpoint. Uh, and you mentioned it; they made some nice draft choices uh, to shore up the linebacking core, uh, as well as uh, bringing in some really, really solid coverage players. So coverage sacks are now possibly going to be a thing. They were not a thing last year. Miles Garrett had to get all of his statistics the hard way. Uh, There were no such things as coverage sacks against the Browns last year. Now they have two legitimate corners. They've got some legitimate slot corner play, potentially from John Johnson. It's just an all-around revamped secondary combined with, um, you know, what it should be a, a good defense, right? Add to this, the Browns get to play the Bengals. You think they give up sacks? The answer is yes. They get to yeah, play. They were gonna draft the Bengals twice. They didn't. They get the Pittsburgh Steelers twice. Uh, what is the over under on Miles Garrett sacks over on on uh, Ben Roethlisberger on Mason Rudolph? Six. Uh, Mason I mean, Rudolph even there anymore? I think. What is the over under? What's the what's the price on Miles Garrett ends Big Ben's career season slash career? 
It's like not zero. Plus, plus 350. <laughs> it's, I mean, not it's not zero. That, it's not that big of a number. <laughs> it's not that big of a number at all. Um, so, yeah, he's going to be able to rack up sacks in those four matchups. Otherwise, they have a pretty easy schedule. But here's the other beauty, right? The Browns are going to be leading in a lot of games, which means teams are going to be passing to come yep. back on them. You're going to have loads and loads and loads and loads of opportunity. In fact, that's one of the reasons TJ Watt was such a solid look last year was because the, the Steelers were playing from ahead a lot. And, you know, they 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 cut the guy loose to go get the sacks as teams are trying to come back. That's like the perfect recipe. Your best player in the NFL, if he stays healthy, this is a absolute slam dunk look. Miles Garrett, defensive player of the year. Yeah, <clears throat> this went in. Did you get anything better than 550? 750 was the best number I got. I found a little bit of like six and six and change. I didn't find a 750. Now I'm a little jelly. <laughs> the first place that I saw it go up, I got 750, and then Bet Online and a couple other offshores had 650s. Yeah, mostly mostly 650 for me. Or yeah, excuse me, 650 was the. It's 550 now. I'm I'm pulling up pending wagers now. Yeah, yeah. You're and- a way to win the Copa America. Nice. Um, Miles Garrett 650, <laughs> right in between Philly to win the Eastern Conference and a Coach of the Year candidate. Oh boy, who you got for Coach of the Year? The dumb, the dumb guy from FedEx. Let's uh, so let's talk about this. I bet this also. It was Art Smith, uh, coach of the year for the Atlanta Falcons. And what did you? What was your? We haven't talked about the Julio Jones trade. What was your temperature on that? Have you heard any coverage that you felt like fairly kind of broke down this trade? And you know, kind of what? And I guess. Have we not talked about it? Because I, I kind of feel like this is sort of a nothing burger. I don't think it really changes either team a ton. Um, is that disrespectful to Julio? I mean, Julio's 32. He's out there on the aging curve. He His, his, uh, his team, his value by my numbers has dipped precipitously the last two years. Now, granted, a lot of that is because he wasn't available for a lot of last year. But um, am I too quick to dismiss Julio's value at, in his age 32 season coming up? No, I mean, <clears throat> and our guy Clev Ta, I actually, yeah. I actually took one of his tweets and put it on a graphic one morning for Brown Bag. Oh, really? He had he had the best take on this. Like, basically, like there's a lot of there's a lot of other issues in Tennessee. It's like, and here in Tennessee had the six best injury luck last year. They finished with the best red zone touchdown percentage. They went six and one in true one score games, four and oh, and three points or less. Their defense ranked 28th in EPA allowed, second lowest pressure percentage versus the average NFL offensive schedule. Lost their top two corner covers, two cover corners, and added two injury risks in Farley and Bud. And he's, I'm, I'm reading this verbatim pretty much. Not sure Julio covers all that up. <laughs> and that is, I mean, that is the take. Like, they have bigger issues. If this coverage doesn't improve, the offense isn't going to be as efficient as it's been forever. Yeah. My and problem adding with a th- yeah, adding a 32 year old wide receiver as good as he's been through his career is not how you you know make up for all these other problems. Right. And Plus, the honestly, some luck. Sucks. Offensive yeah. coordinator sucks. Who knows? You, and yeah, and you you lose a coordinator to. Uh, I mean to. to Atlanta right there and yeah, yeah there I mean and he brought up the splits too there was some the splits where you know it, it was not staggering but there was a difference 
but with Julio, they were it was like they were facing some easier defenses. So it, it's kind of hard to look at the splits yeah. as well. He did only play nine games last year, but yeah, I think he nailed it I on had, the head. I, I had his I, value I, I, pretty pretty low last year, man. I mean, I'm I'm looking at his aging curve, and I'm like, oh, this could be actually it. And it, like, like, do you remember um, your boy Randy Moss's 32 year old season? Out of curiosity, <laughs> was that was that the Patriots year? I don't remember. That was the was last it. year he played for the Patriots. His thirty-three year old season was the year he played for the Titans and the uh. Vikings, and the, the you know he was just kind of moved around and then retired or quit. Um, but yeah, no wide receivers, you know, who rely on speed and Julio, I know has more than just speed in his toolbox. But you know, you get it to age thirty-two, and it's like I don't really know how much is left in the tank. And on top of that, uh, Calvin Ridley in the games that Julio was on the field last year was the number one target in the red zone for Matt Ryan. Like they had already transitioned their offense to be Julio to be a uh, Calvin Ridley focused, in my opinion. And actually, getting Julio out of there gives you the ability this year to evaluate Ridley and determine: Do you give him as big a number as they're going to have to give him to be wide receiver one? Is he worthy of wide receiver one money? Right, like you're going to learn that about Calvin Ridley now with Julio out of the picture. So and you better damn sure hope your tight end you drafted is yeah, very is good. very very good. Right, exactly. Um, and I don't know. I I I don't think this necessarily. Obviously, I would have. Would I have rather had a, an Atlanta position, a bullish Atlanta position with Julio on the field for them? Of course, I would. But I don't entirely think this changes their prospects that much. Russell Gage, my Russell my Gage, average va- my my approximate my value for. Russell Gage last year was higher than Julio was higher than Julio Jones for the Falcons. Uh, I really have a tough time seeing this as being a huge minus for them uh, and a huge plus for the Titans because I just don't know what you can expect to get from them anymore. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not making this a huge minus for Atlanta. Just like to <clears throat> spoil the good surprise, we did bet some Art Smith again. Okay. It was a. It was. A, I don't want to say like right. A, I don't want to say a rogue number, but they opened some places twenty five to one. The price was right. Yeah, that that's, was a little big, all things considered. <clears throat> I spent more time on first coach fired today. Well, than let's coach break of down the year. coach of the year real quick, though, before yeah. we move off of it. So coach of the year is a very straightforward handicap. You need to pick a team that is not expected to do well that you think can do well. <laughs> like that's kind of all that it really boils down to. Like if you, you pick someone that's kind of out of the playoff picture in the minds of the odds makers and the minds of the media who can either get a wild card spot or win their division by surprise uh and those are the guys you want to target and price is everything like they like they're just they're not going to give it to a bunch of these guys who have been around for a long time or a bunch of these guys who are expected to do well with their teams like the kansas city chiefs are gonna have to go 17 and 0 for andy Reid to realistically get this coach of the year award and yet here he is kind of in the 18 to 1 range like that doesn't make sense to me at all um, similarly, Bruce Arians, I mean, 16 to one, I mean, you know, the guy just won the Super Bowl. He's got Tom Brady. He's got a bunch of assistants. Everybody appreciates he's going to, they're going to have to go undefeated or close, uh, in order to, for him to get consideration. Cause everybody expects them to be the best team in the NFC this year. So you got to shop around for teams that are not expected to do well. And honestly, I would only look at the NFC. Because the AFC is it's so, so stacked, so top heavy, it's so stacked. It's, it's too top heavy. It's so and yeah, and just just looking at some previous years, like <clears throat> you, you either yeah you either need to have been pretty bad the last year or a middling team with. I, I mean, last year was, there was almost like a built-in narrative, like and maybe we even said this before the season, like <clears throat> if Stefanski 
gets a Browns team to the playoffs. Like yeah, he's got to be the guy. He's the guy. It's he's so big. It's so big for that team, for that town, for that franchise. It's been a while. God, if they'd have won, if they'd have won the division, they might have given him. You know, just like yeah, you can have next year's too. Fuck it, have it for a couple <laughs> years. Like they haven't won. They haven't won a division since the eighties. Yeah, since the eighties. That's that's yeah. ridiculous. And even you know, the year before Harbaugh, Baltimore won fourteen games. Like it wasn't a complete surprise that they were good. They had made the playoffs the year before as a wild card, but going fourteen and two and kind of the emergence of Lamar that was big. Nagy the year before the Bears won twelve games. They weren't really expected by many people outside of the people in this room to play that well. So and this is this is so funny. Well, you guess say that until we get the first coach fired. We'll get the <laughs> first coach fired. But yeah, no, I'm Drew. Drew kind of hits yeah. a point here. So I threw out a bunch of names like Stefanski. I don't think should be second favorite winning it two years in a row is awful tough. The, the expectations are way higher this year. Brian Flores is maybe something, but I think there's way too much uncertainty. And it's the AFC, it's the AFC, it's the AFC East. Uh, Staley's number one, which I don't, uh, it's just, that's probably a stay away from the number. I hope they can be one 10 to one. That's crazy. Crazy, 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 crazy. So Art Smith down to 16 to one. I probably still play it. I still do like this team. Just I like the better at 25 to one. Yeah, I like them a lot better at 25 <laughs> to one. But there was there it does have to be an NFC team, I feel like. I there's, and honestly a, there is a wide the schedule, openness. If you look the at the NFC. schedule, there is right, there's some imbalance too in terms of scheduling, right? Like the NFC South, in my opinion, and the reason Art Smith and the Falcons made some sense is because their schedule is a lot easier than the likes of a uh, you know, uh, think think of a, a team that you think could surprise in the NFC East. You know, like it, you you could. You, I don't know. I just the only other guy. There's one other guy on the board that I was thinking about, and I want your take on this sincerely. I'm not being. This is not a joke. Um, what if Philly wins the NFC East? Is Nick Sirianni going to be in contention if Philly goes ten and seven and wins the East? They're getting a lot of guys back from injury. Man, I think NFC East sucks. I think they need a few more wins. Eleven and six. They have to go eleven and six. Ten and seven just doesn't sound that good. I mean, winning the NFC East isn't going to be enough. I don't feel like he had Ron Rivera in the conversation last year. Yeah, might have been the second or third vote getter. I know, but he had cancer too. Like, 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 and I'm not even like joking. Like, we know about Nick Sirianni's cancer status. People brought that up. Like, oh, he. I mean, it was honestly, it was a great story. I was worried about him. Like, when he got sick at the beginning of the season, that sucks. Like, oh man, the guy got a fresh start. Now he's got cancer. It's awful. So, like, the angle of like him beating that and then bringing this horseshit team to win a division with just a cavalcade of weird you know, starters based on their defense and like a couple of good offensive players and then who they ended up going with in the playoffs. It was a, it was a weird squad. I don't want to completely throw out the NFC East, but boy, I wouldn't, I would need a really good Eagles team, okay. uh, man. And then just like, you know, go NFC West, like Lafleur. I guess may, if you can win the division with uh, Jordan Love, maybe get <laughs> I yeah I really don't know who's going to be able to distinguish themselves in the NFC North. That's a tough call. Um, okay, all right. Well, I'll I'll consider thinking about it. I'm because lo- I'm, I'm looking at Sirianni at like thirty three to one here, and it's like, yeah, that's the lowest price on the board besides Dan Campbell and David Culley. 
<laughs> like, but the Eagles, like, they're not. It's not that crazy that they could win the NFC East, and the price you're getting for that for him for Coach of the Year, if they do win the NFC East, is a lot better than you're going to get for them to win the division. Yeah, if if I'm looking, yeah, if I'm down at the bottom and I'm looking at the long shots, you know, Cully, Campbell, Taylor, Fangio, Sirianni, Zimmer, Nagy, and again, I'm going to bring this guy up when we talk first coach fired. Yeah, and I'm going to bring, I'm going to just going to say it right now. If they completely bungle the quarterback position in Chicago, it might yeah. be a clean house. But we are Justin Fields believers. If he yeah. looks good in camp, if he plays right off the bat. If he is a rookie of the year candidate and they are in the contention, possibly winning the division or getting to the playoffs on the back of, oh, my God, the Bears finally figured out the quarterback position. Matt Nagy, the offensive guru, is back. He is Everything's clicking down there and, uh, you know, next to the lake. Like, he – I mean, just look at, look at all these guys at the bottom. Gruden, offense is going to suck. Simmer, we've got – I guess he got a good running back, a good wide receiver, but it's still Kirk Cousins. Sirianni, yeah, I'm not enamored with the quarterback situation. Fangio, it's Drew Locke. Zach Taylor, the team probably just doesn't have the talent. Dan Campbell, <laughs> Detroit. And then David Cully, we weren't sure who we coached for because we're so out of the loop. We were like, is this, I was like, is this an MLB manager? They must be, like, we've forgotten about Houston. I'm sorry, Houston. Yeah. I don't know who David Cully is. <laughs> we were, if he, honestly, no, if David story, Cully yeah. wins like 12 games, give it to him. Fuck yeah. Put a few yeah, bucks right. on him. But yeah, yeah down, down at the bottom of the board, it's tough outside of Nagy to think of like, is there a young quarterback that could – I mean, because that's what happened. Nagy has won it three years ago. What happened was, you know, Trubisky ended up playing really well that year. They won 12 games. They weren't supposed to. Like, we, we need to find a team that has a, a young quarterback or a refurb or something that there is going to play well. I, I'm not betting Nagy. I'm just – Playing a little devil's avocado down there. <sighs> okay, that's fair. Um, but yeah, thirty-three to one isn't a crazy price. It's their their odds to win the NFC, their division, the NFC North, is a lot better than uh, Phillies to win the East for whatever reason. Um, maybe they're both mispriced, but whatever. Um, okay, what was your first coach firing uh, kind of thesis as you broke down that market? I mean, we do all of these kind of the same way. You just start crossing people off. Yeah. And again, like starting at the bottom. Andy Reid, Bruce Arians, Bill Belichick, Sean McDermott, Steven, Kevin Stefanski are not getting fired first. I, you know, one of them would have to be embroiled in some sort of Pizzagate-like scandal, <laughs> where it's like, all right, we have to fire this guy. He's a, a major criminal. Like they're not getting fired first. That's not happening. And then you end up with Meyer, Sala, Sirianni, Staley, Smith. Why are they all S's? Um, Dan Campbell. They're rookies. It's really hard to get shit canned right away. Like, it's not, you know, people have been fired after the first season, but it's hard to be the first guy. I don't see a rookie quarter or a rookie coach getting fired way yeah. off the bat. In that mix is Mike Tomlin. He just has so much equity with the team. Yeah. Uh, and the front office, if they did part with him, it'd feel like it'd be one of those where it's like, hey, Mike, we're going to fire you after the season. So if you want, you can retire. Like, I think it'll be a kind of a hidden handshake if he goes anywhere. He has so much equity. He has two Super Bowls. Never had a losing season yet. And when you do fire him 50 to 1, I'd need 500 to 1. Joe yeah. Judge, probably still a little too new. And I think front office likes him. He still has some, I think he still has some equity. 
Uh, that number's a little not, not big. Ron Rivera, he has equity, you know, just based off what he did last season. And then Sean Payton, Sean McVay are kind of in the you, – you do see this. You see people, they can fall back on the, oh, we switch quarterbacks. And also Sean Payton has some goddamn equity too. He's not first quarterback or coach fired. Pete Carroll, I wrote in my notes, he's a cockroach. He's unfireable <laughs> somehow. They just again, he has such a rapport, you know, his relationship with the ownership front office. So and then yeah, Klein says Bounty Gate didn't even get Peyton fired. What's a what's a six and eleven seasons gonna get him out of there with a new quarterback after Breeze retires? Well, this is, is I mean, Patrick Green's is a good point. What about if Dan Campbell assaults a ref or an opposing player or his own player? Can you I keep him? Gonna, I was gonna get back to him. Like <laughs> if they're ever look, because there's one more rookie I haven't got to yet. <laughs> All right, moving up. Um Shanahan and Harbaugh. Uh, again, Shanahan, if he wants to, can absolutely lean on the hey, we're rookie quarterback here. What do we, what do we, you got to give me more time? Yeah, Sh- yeah. Harbaugh has so much equity as a Super Bowl win. It's a tough division. Frank Reich, same thing, and a new quarterback. Flores is starting to get to the point where you got to start thinking about it, but I think he's probably still too new. And yeah, they've had agreed. such, you know, such roster turnover there that it's actually tough to probably get rid of him midseason. LaFleur is very interesting. What And this is just complete hypothetical. What if Rodgers just announces to the media, just goes on Instagram live and says, hey, Green, hey, Green Bay, I'll come back. Uh, Get rid just of this like, guy. Like the, like the meeting, like the meeting in Hoosiers. Wow. But the, op- but the opposite. <laughs> you know, he says, hey, get rid of him and I'll come back. Uh, it's a reverse Jimmy Chipwood. Wow. He says, you got to keep coach. So. I, I I don't know. Like the the Green Bay thing is such a mess, but Lafleur I think is probably respected. He's I think he turned out to be a decent coach. I, I think it's silly to have him priced up here with some of these other guys. I agree. Vra- Vrabel and Rule I think are going to have decent seasons. I'm not super high on Tennessee. I don't see Tennessee being a super low floor though. I don't no. see like a six win season that gets him gone. I he see gets, them, Yeah, no. I see them. Their floors probably. I, I can't say 500 anymore. We don't have 500 teams unless you get a tie, but around the, you know, his floor is probably 70 wins. wins. Yeah. <laughs> Packers players come in and put their jerseys, <laughs> lay the jerseys on the thing. Um, so, all right, David Cully. We get to David Cully. I've never seen a rookie <laughs> this high. He's yeah. 16 to one. He's, yeah. I get the Houston thing is it is a mess, but are, are you really going to, sacrifice him like why did you bring him in if you were just gonna put him in this horrible situation and then fire him and no no joke no joke when i looked at this list the first thing i thought when i saw david cully 16 to 1 who's david cully (laughs) david cully who i had to think about it for a second it came to it so without looking it up without looking it up where did he come from oh christ i don't know (laughs) like i'll say temple uh temple what i just was gonna throw college out there i don't know he was the assistant head coach wide receivers coach and passing game coordinator for your baltimore ravens well, it's decent higher than over from baltimore ravens no but um, and i will say the rookie being 16 to 1 feels weird if anything because of you ruined the good surprise already if anything, Dan Campbell should be the rookie yeah. coach who's a liability to like he might throw something at a you know at like yeah. an what do you what do you call the people like an interviewer, a yeah, reporter? Sure. 
Yeah. He might freak out on somebody after a loss and like literally assault someone. I I don't know what he's capable. He seems off the deep end. The thing where he had the had the helmet on, like maybe he's just having fun, but like he said some crazy shit. So who who knows what what is ah, what is. about another the, rookie the coach? Low, low what expectation? about, what about another rookie coach? What if come week seven, eight, whenever the Jaguars get on there by uh Urban Meyer throws in the clipboard? We go walks out on the team. We'll see all that. This isn't for me. Bobby uh, Petrino I don't style. Like, I don't like losing. We're 0 and 7. I don't who, like this. I don't who, like this who, team. We're out. It, I'm out. Who was the who was it that just quit? Was was it Bobby Petrino? Bobby Petrino, yeah. Bobby yeah, Petrino. That, that, he the just, Michael Vick's like, yeah. dog jail season. Oh God. <laughs> we are dating ourselves. JJ JJ yeah, Harrington? Joey Harrington? Joey Harrington. Joey Harrington. Oregon. Yeah. Oh yeah. boy. Bob, Bobby Bobby Petrino has been through some shit. If you Google Bobby Petrino, one of the first pictures I guarantee you'll see is with him in a neck brace. Yeah. So and poor Dan is an Atlanta fan. And Bobby Petrino really did you guys dirty. I don't what was know. it that what was it that uh that singletary got fired for? For the nine pulling his what pants if, down, pulling his pants down. What if Dan Campbell does the singletary? <laughs> Dan Campbell is capable of <laughs> God knows what. And then Klein Klein is on fire in the chat here. Remember when the Bills when the Bills oh, got yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh it was a it was the Vontae Davis, the corner, right? Tired at halftime. <laughs> I'm gonna, best of luck to you guys. I've I've done that at a, I've quit a job where I just punched out for lunch and wrote a note on the time card, like, hey, I'm done, guys. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. this job sucks. So <laughs> Um, any, yeah, anyway, Urban Meyer, maybe I don't know if it's enough to take a flyer on him. Sure. I will say, I think Cully, <clears throat> Cully is my Mason Dixon line, he is my Mendoza line. He's kind of where I'm drawing the line. Everybody above him is in the I mix, is kind of in the mix. That so, my list would be then the, basically the top eight guys. I have pros and cons for most of them. The top eight from the top are McCarthy and Fangio, Nagy and Gruden. Zimmer and Kingsbury, Zach Taylor, and I guess it was only seven. I'm sorry, guys. I can't count. Those <laughs> seven. So McCarthy, just, I'm going to run through real quick. Yeah, McCarthy, if Dallas sucks again and they have high expectations, <laughs> I guess. But I will say they have not fired a head coach midseason. And then by they, I mean Jerry Jones, since Bum Phillips. And that's Ooh, and I brought wow. it up, and that's now Bump, Phil throwback. Bump Phillips blocked me on Twitter because I brought that up. By the way, <laughs> I am blocked, or no, I'm not Bump. Son of excuse, Bump. Yeah, son, son of Bump. Wade son Phillips. of Bump. That's that Wade Phillips. That's yeah. why is his Twitter handle is Son of Bump. That's why I thought about that. Fangio, if they don't fix the quarterback situation, kind of seems like he is co-favorite for a reason. Yeah. Um, Nagy, we brought him up for Coach of the Year if the quarterback situation works. I wrote for how he gets fired is they bungle the quarterback situation, which they've done worse. They, I mean, they brought in Big Dick Nick last year. Who knows what they were thinking with that? If they just start Andy Dalton for a bunch of games, the city might just turn on him. Gruden, I think, would have to really, really be bad because we, we've come to the conclusion that I think they're gonna have to pay him no matter what. It's a lot of money. Ten years. They, and they all and I think he's three in or four. Three or four. I don't think Davis but has the cash to be doing that. He's gonna write him a sixty million dollar check to go away. I don't think so. Yeah, so he might be safe, even though that team is very much going to be bad. Zimmer, I think, has a good relationship, but I don't I don't know if he's 
the right kind of coach in this NFL anymore. He's a defensive-minded coach. You can see there's a couple of them up there. Like uh, it's it's gonna be tough if Kirk isn't great and this defense isn't good enough again. You're gonna you know he's eleven to one. He's right there. Kingsbury is very interesting to me. I think if the Kyler experiment continues to have middling results and they don't see you know if they're not in the mix at all and the other three teams in their division are that's right there and then Zach Taylor I kind of wanted to give Zach Taylor as a a pass sure but he's six twenty five and one career like you can only get a pass so long he just lacks identity which, which to us is like reason to move on. But yeah, and, and I think if you are they kind also, of doing this, they're, they're in this, they're rebuild. in the, they're, yeah, but they're in the, uh, they're in the same kind of mold. I mean, they're in the same situation as uh, the guy in the desert. Yeah, the, and that's uh, the thing. They, too, they don't want to eat that. They don't want to eat whatever his contract is, unless he's a lame Bengals, duck. The Bengals management for sure runs it like a business rather than, hey, let's go win the Super Bowl every year. So if it's in their financial interest to just keep him for another year. They probably will just keep them. So it doesn't leave you with a lot. Um, McCarthy, the bye week kind of fits. We did look a little at schedules. McCarthy uh, and the Cowboys start at Tampa at the Chargers. Not easy. If you go 0-2 and and then you lose two of the next three games are Philly and New York. If you lose two divisional games and you're like 1-5, and 1-4, and I think their bye week was week 7 or 8. Maybe... Jerry Jones at his age changes his mind about things. But again, somebody in the chat said this, he won't admit fault. So he'd probably just keep him because that's just admitting you, you know, you've made a bad hire, I guess. So, I mean, really maybe it's Fangio, Zimmer, Kingsbury for me. I'm, I'm not sure where you're at on this. I don't, I don't really love anyone in this market this year. It's a very hard market to grasp because uh, none of these teams have wildly tough schedules. I looked at like first five games for all of them. A lot of them play each other. Um, but Nagy does have to go. The Bears go at the Rams, Cincinnati, which should be a win at home, but then at Cleveland, <clears throat> but then you get Detroit and Vegas. So even a bad Bears team could come out of there, you know, three, three and two, four and one. So I don't know. Do you have thoughts on this at all? It's a hard market, man. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think we are kind of in agreement that it's like what used to be a really tried and true way to handicap this, where you look at the buys and pick a team with an early buy and a coach who's already on the hot seat and just fire away. I don't think you can really do that anymore. Um, and I think we've kind of get why, like, you know, the, 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 there's a little bit more patience. Uh, to to see things throughout to the end of the season, there's not really a first mover advantage in getting your coaching search started in October. Uh, you know, like you, you you know, if there's an in season firing, it's probably going to be in December, which means it's going to be a bad team or a team that grossly underperformed and has a coach on the hot seat. And I think you named them all. So uh, I the only other wrinkle that I would add, and I just I haven't done the research, so I can't tell you, is do we know if any of these guys are lame ducks? Like any of these guys don't already don't have contracts next year. Cause if you already don't have them under contract and you want to get your head start on your coaching search in December, you know, you want to talk to a couple of college coaches who's got, you know, that, that gap in time between the end of the regular season and the bowls or something like that. You know, like if you want to get a jump on that sort of stuff, then you pull the trigger. The only one we haven't really mentioned that I'm a little intrigued by any chance that the Panthers, Chuck Matt Rule 
to keep Joe Brady in house if he becomes like a hot prospect and it's clear that Matt Rule isn't the guy at head coach? I don't know. I think we brought this up last year. It seems a little far fetched. If they like Matt Rule, they like Matt Rule. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, you know, it, it's hard to, I guess, if they play really badly, maybe it is incentive where they say, hey, we have a head coach in waiting sitting here. If we don't like how this season has started, we can just, you know, we can just cut them and we have another guy in-house that we trust we to do can, this. So we can at least, t- t- like, feel the water. Does he have the head coaching there? Can he turn the team around? Yeah, because, I mean, with head coaching experience already, I think that's why rule is 16 to 1. Because, I mean, that, that makes sense if, they, makes if they're sense. not happy with the results. But at the same time, if you're not happy with the results – it's probably a result of the offense not clicking with uh, Sam Darnold. And then yeah. you got to blame the offensive coordinator a little too. It, it looks like, it looks like a weird move, but like we're not happy with the offense. We're promoting the offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Carolina's by is week twelve, so or week week thirteen, so they'd have to be like one and eleven ish, and everything's gone wrong. But Joe Brady is still somehow calling amazing plays, which not probable. Um, okay. Yeah, no, this is a tough market realistically. And I guess if I had to put my flag for one player or for one coach, uh, I mean, Cliff Kingsbury is my least favorite of these guys. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I want to bet against him because I don't like him. Yeah. Yeah. That's and not a reason like, to bet. No, they've invested a lot of money in that team. They have a lot of pieces in place that, you know, it's important for the future development of their number one overall pick quarterback. Like if, if the offense continues to regress and if he makes a lot of in-game terrible decisions and there's like a, a growing, you know, like, oh my God, this team should be six and two, but they're two and six kind of thing, which over stretches of last season was the case. And he didn't really get criticized for it because he started hot. Like if you flip the script and he starts cold, uh, I could definitely see that becoming an issue for him in terms of the hot seat and him climbing up these rankings because he's he not feels, the guy in my opinion. He feels like just a dumb purchase. Like, like everybody's buying this stupid thing, and then you're like, well, I'm getting one of those too, and then all of a sudden it's like, when the fuck am I going to use this air fryer? <laughs> like I don't like. I have an oven. I have a stove. I have a microwave. Like this thing sucks to clean. I don't like. It's loud. It sounds like a jet engine. This air fryer sucks. And I just got him because the Rams got an air fryer. Like mm. it just felt. It, it, even when he got hired, it felt like a knee jerk situation. Like oh, we got to get a good looking young younger coach. And it's like <laughs> okay, okay, well he wasn't that good in college, but are there any coaches like? who traded away like their franchise's best player on offense for a bag of balls like Bill O'Brien did last year. That's on the hot seat. I don't think we have any of those guys, right? No. Okay. Bill O'Brien. God, RIP Bill O'Brien. Wow. 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 All right. Well, that was a fun talking a little NFL there. Um, Again, kind of, I think the biggest value in the market in the current awards prop market is DPOY for, Mr. Miles Garrett. I'm not even betting any other players in that market. No, it's an easy. I think that's an easier market to get a grip on too. Which oh is like hell yeah! This ever the stars really are aligned for him to perform well this year. Like if this doesn't win, I think it's because he's injured. Yeah, that's that was the Chase Young. That was the Chase Young yeah. uh, handicap exactly. <laughs> like like all of the stars are in line. 
there's literally no angle of attacking this handicap except he could get injured, which, you know, if you've seen him play basketball or seen him doing any of his offseason training routines, yeah. uh, maybe one of the better athletes that takes the field on Sundays. Holy crap. That guy is good. Swings a mean helmet. Did you have comeback player of the year up? I feel like we bet into it. Oh, you know it's what? It's not up anymore. Uh, no, I know it is. It's under uh, COI in the uh, – it's under coach of the year. It's under defensive player of the year in the uh, NFL player futures market. <laughs> the organization here is so bad. Uh, yeah, Dak Prescott still plus 250. Sack Barkley plus 600. Joe Burrow plus 750. Nick Bosa plus 750. Carson Wentz plus 800. Christian McCaffrey plus 850. Jameis Winston plus 1,200. Sam Darnold plus 1,200. Um, Laurent Duvernay Tardif. Oh, he's only 14 to 1? Yeah. What position does he play and for what team? It'd be a lot. Yeah, I was going to say it'd be a lot better. <laughs> if, if, it'd be a lot better if people knew he played. It, it sucks. He plays he's like for a, a really good for team. Chiefs, right? He's, he's a yeah, He's on the Chiefs, but like, how, in what world, in what world were <laughs> Dak Prescott, Sack Barkley, Joe Burrow, uh, Christian McCaffrey, are. Are coming back from injuries. His dad, or his, his dad or his brother must have requested him on this list, and they gave yeah, him like somebody, somebody like DM'd Dave Mason and said, "Bring him on." Can I get a price on, on Laurent Duvernay yeah. Tardif. I did that. <laughs> it cost me some money in the draft. I did that on a few long shots. Oh, you did? Well, just no, not for him. But you just didn't like ask for. Them. You didn't ask for Tyson Campbell in the safety pool. What the oh, hell? Oh God, that would have been nice. Uh, I've just full disclosure, small bets for me on Winston and Darnold. Okay. I think Dak, I mean, if it's a good offense, he puts up stats, might just have it. And he's plus 250 for a reason. But I like a quarterback in here. Quarterback gets noticed. Uh, the Saints offense still has a lot of decent pieces. Winston, if he gets a shit in the get and plays well for a good team with a good coaching staff. And they, you know, they give Tampa Bay a run. He has a good shot at it. And Darnold just, I just because I'm still married to him, I, okay. I still believe in him. Those are probably twelve to one is probably bad for Darnold. I still bet it because I do. I like rule. Oh, excuse me. I like rule. I like Brady. If they can get that offense working, if he can. DJ make Moore, work, uh, Robbie Anderson, I, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, they, that's a nice have, little set of weapons. They have good right pieces. I am worried that he is uh, doing independent vaccine research. Instead of studying the playbook, uh, I wish he would just do the playbook. So I am not a doctor. I'm, we are, again, I've done this for two years now. But we are not virologists. But I, I again, like, if you saw what happened to John Rom, wouldn't you just get the fucking vaccine? Of course. But like, oh, man, what's a game check? How many game checks could I lose? Go, yeah. get, go get poked. Like, if I get, if I get corona. Again, I have the vaccine. I, I still could get it. There's a small chance, I suppose. But if, if I got corona, I'm still going to come to this tiny office and do podcasts. I'm not right. going to lose a dime unless I'm really, really sick. I go to the hospital. Those get like, if you have to sit out for sickness, do you still get your game check? I'm not sure. I don't know, man. I don't know. But you probably Hopefully. Do. Yeah, you probably, probably do. do. But either way, it's it's uh, it's not a good sign because the the guy behind you is getting starting reps. You could lose your job, and you don't you know you're playing for your job if you're Sam Darnold because uh, they're potentially evaluating you to give you your fifth year option, right? Yeah. Somebody asked about OBJ. He's twenty to one. A lot of mouths to feed. Yeah. Uh, interesting price though. 
I would have bet I would bet him before I would bet some of these other names in that range. But yeah, I don't I really. T- t- Tim Tebow's twenty to one. If yeah. you gave me a hundred dollars and said bet one of them, it's going to be the Odell. <laughs> Terod Taylor's twenty five to one. Daniel Hunter thirty three to one. A, a defensive end for a middling NFC team is not going to win comeback player of the year over Dak and uh, Dak and Sack. No. No, very much so. no. Um, I think you're right. I think it's probably going to be one of these quarterbacks. Wh- whoever between Jameis, Darnold, and uh, Dak uh, doesn't wet the bed. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. We'll get right, to more man. NFL. We just hit an hour on the nuts. Nice. Should nice call her a weekend? No. Yeah. We're going to come back Wednesday, do Euros. We got some nice points scored in that second quarter of the Hawks 76ers oh, game. I didn't release, want to say anything, but, but we did. Uh, we yep. did. Um, somebody was saying Embiid was getting looked at in the locker room treatment. That's not cool. Uh, eh, par for the course. Man, dude, I got to say, one thing real quick on the NBA playoffs. The Bucks are like, they're getting so freaking lucky that the Nets are getting out of their way and Embiid potentially getting out of their way. They've played so poorly in this series. To be 2-2, to be proverbial favorites because you're going up against Durant and a bunch of guys like that's it it is it's just does not feel karmically right I still think they lose in that series (laughs) you do you think the the Bucks lose like they're they're not that good like yeah Durant's not a guy to put a team game one two and a guy to put a team on his back but if he can get him if he if they can sneak this one out in game five and they get I don't know about I don't it doesn't sound like Kyrie's angle is all that great. So no. Yeah, it's it might just yeah, it might just be the Suns, Kellanier. Suns to win it all. Suns and four. Suns and four. Suns and four. They're good. They look good. They're just playing really good ball right now. Again, if it's if it's a healthy Nets team against the Suns, I'd watch that. Oh yeah, for sure. Um I'm probably gonna take whoever comes out of that Clippers Jazz series in the Suns series, though. I kind of like how both teams price match dependent. up against, yeah, price dependent. But I like how both teams match up against Phoenix. Um, my number on Jazz over the Suns is big, and I think the market's going to be around minus one sixty ish. Missed opportunity to second half bet on the Sixers game. Oh, we blew it. Didn't think of that. Damn it. Whatever. We'll get back. We weren't watching. We didn't know if Embiid was right or wrong. So yeah, it sounds like he's all right. Thanks in the chat there for letting us know. And yeah, Except we will he's be missing back. thirteen foot two point shots that I sure would love him to make. Um, he's getting a lot of defensive rebounds, which is keeping this total. Under and he just missed another wraps. shot. Oh my god! Come on, JoJo. We need overtime. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I, I mean, or just like a parade of fouls for five minutes as the Hawks try to save their season. That was one of my angles on betting the over. Yeah, that could help too. And really, the, the 76ers should have more three point shots going down. Maybe that. Oh come, my God. Maybe that regresses here. Or positive regression. You mean I the Hawks? Curry's six for three 21. For five. Six for 21 for the Hawks is the, is the trouble. That's the problem. Oh, right yeah. There. Sixers are 50% right now. Well, let's go. One, two, three, four, five, six, 76ers. I like it, man. Um, Gallinari not getting involved offensively is annoying. Kevin Huerta forgot how to shoot. Not great, man. All right, well, let's wrap it up. NBA playoffs are tough. These injuries have been bad. It's a freaking mess. It's It's a a mess mess out there, there, man. It's a mess. And guess what? They're starting the season in October. 
<laughs> so that should go well. Uh, all right. We'll talk uh, a little Euro with one of our buddies on Wednesday. Sound fun? I think so. Oh, Let's go. Wait. All right. Talk to you then. Where's the music? I lost the music. There it is. You don't want to lose. Ryan, Ryan said sorry about the water. <laughs> it, it really, you get water in your lungs. It's tough, man. Like, you, I was going to have to send the defib for you. I was worried. Oh, man. <laughs> resuscitate you. Resuscitate you live on the pod. It would have been very oh, scary. Oh, my God. Yeah, we don't need that stuff on air. My goodness. That was one of the, that was the most shook I've ever been watching sports.